You're listening to the Water Cooler Edit with Chris and Rich. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Water Cooler Edit with my beaut. And we're back, but this time we're live. And guess what? Rich has returned. Rich, thank you so much, and thank you for bringing the clouds with you. No worries at all. I'm back from uh, glorious London. Um, Sunny old I, England, as it is at the moment. Yeah, I seem to have brought the clouds, all the clouds, back with me because there's been a, a heat wave over the last few weeks in the uh, in the UK. You forgot and the rain, though. Most importantly, you forgot the rain. No, yeah, I've just seemed to have brought some clouds with me without the accompanying rain. You just bought them little dribbles, you know, the blanket you miss it kind of thing. It's like, oh, gone. Oh, it's, it's some clouds to be cloud seeded, I guess. So yeah, there's, fair enough. There's, there's potential there. I like how you say that, the sun just starts shining outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing out there, son. <laughs> old man shouts at some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old, am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was referring more to myself. Not yet, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, and even I, I like to go middle-aged, middle-aged. Um, but no, man, it's good to be back. How you been? Yeah, everything's been great. I mean, the heat's been wonderful as always is. I mean, uh, what do I expect after 20-odd years of being here? It hasn't changed much. It's still... Warm outside, but at least we have AC indoors. I know that's uh, one of the biggest struggles in Europe as well, is that there's no such thing as... Well, there is AC, but it's very hard to get your hands on because, you know, you don't really need it here, there. Here, you do need AC, though. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, I mean, if there was no AC here, I think a lot of us would struggle to be here, right? Um, yep. Just simply through uh, the fear of spontaneously combusting, um, exploding into flames. Speaking of places, the H1 market report is out, and I learned today that the H in H1 stands for half, hence why we had H1 and not Q2. Makes more sense to me now, because I kept calling it <laughs> quarter two for some reason. No, but it takes the first six months of the year, and it is out now on my boot. You can check it all out. We've got one on buying, we've got one on renting, we have for Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and the Northern Emirates. Now, when you read it, and if you compare it to Q1, there aren't really any properties that really stand out or locations because it's more or less the same thing. Now, a lot of these areas, including Dubai Marina, downtown Dubai, even places like Silicon Oasis, plus other affordable and luxurious areas, they're, they're just popular because what they have around you, they, there's amenities, there's facilities, the buildings are fantastic, they're well kept. There are so many things nearby, including schools, restaurants, you name it. I know in Silicon Oasis, the only reason I need to actually leave Silicon Oasis at the moment is to come to work. We can move the office there to Silicon Oasis. I wouldn't have to leave. I could stay mm. within the confines of my community. But that's the way life works. But looking at the market report, as I said, not really any major changes now, Rich, are there? No, I think it's uh, fair to say that the popular areas remain popular. Right? I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, if you're looking at uh, the most searched for areas to rent, um, affordable property, affordable is all relative, but we ha we make distinctions in the report between affordable and luxury just to give it some kind of definition. Uh, JVC comes out on top again right, as uh, to rent um, affordable apartments. Now, that's not a surprise. What is interesting though, um, and of, by the way, just uh, for luxury apartments, the most popular, as always, is... Did I say it already? Did I say it already? Drum roll. Uh, Dubai Marina. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, all, it pretty much always is. It'll be very much a surprise if it's, uh, if it's not top um, when we come to one of these market Think reports. about it. The views, what's around you. You're close to the tram. You're close to malls. The beach. I mean, that would be for me. I, honestly, 
I, if I knew how to surf, I would live in Dubai Marina and just go surfing every morning before I come to work. Good waterfront living, right? Yep. That's it. It's, uh, it's an attractive um, uh, proposition for a reason. But I think one of the things we have to note is that rents are a climbing. They're, uh, they're going up. It's like fuel prices, right? They've gone up by, fuel has gone up by 56% already this year, if not more, judging by the calculations that we have. And it seems to be Brent has gone up by how much? Right, so uh, in the affordable segment, this is across uh, villas and um, apartments, so it's kind of, it's an average. Rents have risen by up to 29% in the first half of uh, 2022, which is, uh, let's be honest, considerable. What about the luxury one now? Uh, Right, the luxury one, let's be honest, it's a Burger King. It's a whopper. It's a whopper of a rise. It's... uh, by up to 43% in some areas. Now, look, obviously, when we say this, some areas are affected more than others. Like, renting on the Palm, for example, has gone through the roof. Um, it was already expensive. It's become a lot more expensive. There's other areas that haven't been aff- affected as much. But the, the bottom line is, right, it's, uh, there's demand out there. More people are coming to live uh, in Dubai and the uh, UAE. Demand increases the, uh, the need for supply, and therefore prices, are, prices rise. So that's basically they're the trends we're seeing in the rental market in the first half of uh, 2022. It kind of doesn't compute to me at the moment because obviously it is hot outside, but seeing as this is the H1 report, this is the first six months of the year, makes a lot of sense because obviously a lot of people are looking to buy some property here, whether it be on the beachfront, you know, kind of like a summer home, maybe a winter home as well, because of course we do have fantastic weather here during the winter time. Mm. Uh, it's just a little bit hot, hot during the summertime. But of course, people are nabbing up the property because there was a small decrease in property earlier this year. I myself was looking at it as well. I kept my eye on it and I just watched them go up and up and up and I kind of regret the decision not buying then. And the trends um, shown in the market report reflect exactly what you've just said. I'll tell you what's quite interesting, though. Um, in the first uh, six months of the year, quite the, the amount of transactions in Dubai, uh, sales transactions, property transactions, obviously, 14,576 in the first six months. Um, that's on and off plan. Um, the total value, 33.6 billion dirhams. When you hear the number, it's like, oh, only 14,000. But then when you say that number, it's like, oh, okay. Because yeah. honestly, when you first said it, I'm thinking, okay, that's quite a low amount to think yeah. of yeah. both built and off plan. But then when you say billions. This is the data, by the way, I should say, from uh, direct from Dubai Land Department. Because of course, property is a big investment. It's not something that you can do every day. It's kind of like a car you can kind of do every month if you really wanted to. Granted, probably not a great idea to do it in the market right now. Now it's time to sell, not buy. Uh, but property is a little bit different, obviously, because it's kind of like a, a yearly thing that you look at or kind of like a, let's say, bi-yearly, I guess, and every couple of years. It's not something you look at every single month. No, absolutely. And like you're right. When you, when you first say that, 14,576 doesn't seem like that much. But when then you look at 33.6 billion dirhams, that does seem like a lot, right? So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't take much for that cash to add up. Interestingly, the most uh, prolific area of those transactions um, was Dubai land with 3,037. Uh, followed by Jumeirah Village Circle with 2,491 um, and respective mentions for the Mac Hills 2, which is Akoya, the, the artist formerly known as Akoya, uh, the Springs and Arabian Ranches. They all saw uh, a fair amount of um, transactions 
property transactions in the first six months of the year. So some interesting data there, right? I'm back with my stats. Pulling out the stats. Speaking of stats, Rich, is something that both you and I are very fond of because there's been a recent study that says, what is it, you said 90% or something like that of the UAE's population plays video games. And we're not talking about uh, chess and these kind of things. We're talking about video game, video games. Yes, a lot of them are on mobile, most likely probably Fortnite, PUBG, and probably a bit of Candy Crush thrown in there. But 90-ish percent is an insane amount. It is. It's a huge amount, right? So basically, the, uh, we'll give a shout-out to the guys who put this survey together. Uh, Statista is um, a German uh, data company. Uh, they survey 39 oh was it, it was more than that 46,000 people across 39 countries but not uh, us two including 1,012 in the UAE should have been 1,014 we're not happy where was what's going on but anyway that aside it's a good survey there's some interesting stuff in there and it basically the um of who they surveyed in the UAE nine out of ten adults obviously because 18 or above um game are gamers, and that was the highest percentage of any country that they surveyed, which, like I said, was 39 countries. I think China was second, and the US was uh, was third. And so you're talking frequent gamers as well, so that's over um, 11 hours a week, which I have to admit I well and truly fall into that category. I think I would as well. So I'm just thinking like I do two to three hours of gaming in the evening when I have to get home from work. So yeah, I probably do the same thing, and then on the weekend I tend to play it with. But you know what I've just figured out is that ninety percent of the population plays, but I don't play games with anybody. My household plays games. My mum does, mm. uh, and the other half does as well. Granted, we only play co-op games, but I don't play games with anybody. Rich, do you play online or not? I'm not really an online gamer. No, no, I'm a bit of a. It would appear a bit of an antisocial gamer. I'm. I go down the single player route most of the time. Like you simulators. Know. Uh, uh, not necessarily I know which simulators you're referring to and uh, uh, not necessarily those but which simulators are you referring to Chris? you know the exact one I talk about here (laughs) Bus Simulator 2011 not 2011 because I already got a copy of that 10 years ago Bus Simulator 21 Um, yeah you heard that right Bus Bus Simulator what can I say I love simulators I've got Train Simulator Firefighter Simulator Airport Simulator I love these things. I saw one recently called Power Wash Simulator, and there's another one called Lawn Mowing Simulator. Granted, I want to do none of this in my actual life, except for (laughs) driving a bus. It's been a passion of mine since I've been very small. And I have driven a bus once, but not on the actual road. Something I've always wanted to do. So actually, the simulator part of it is something that I want to do. It's a childhood, it's like a childhood dream. Coming, little, coming to, well, virtual reality. Playing My Little Pony probably isn't one, but I'm trying to get my hands on one. I will eventually. So, Rich, the other thing that we're talking about as well before we start recording this was the, the growth of gaming facilities here. Now, I'm not talking about internet cafes. Those are the good old days. Oh, internet cafes. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a gravestone somewhere in the world with internet cafes written on it. It's there? such a shame that they don't really exist anymore, but... I used, love, I used to love those. But when you were on holiday as well, and it was a way of like, I'm showing my age here, right? But it was a way of contacting back home without having to do the phone call and all the rest of it. You used to go to, you used to go to an internet cafe. I remember going to one in Orlando in Florida. Who used it? What? We used it to play video games. Oh, we, this, I'm talking, this is before like, oh, no, forget now you're going this to, bit. What next? This, bit. this is just making me look too old. Yeah, what next? You're going to say you had a pager. <laughs> 
I got offered one at a job oh, once. And I t- <laughs> so one piece of tech I don't actually own. I want, I'd like a pager, actually. I'd like to understand how it actually worked because I just don't understand it. Anyway, so we've evolved from internet cafes. I want to say that we have these facilities that offer places for us to... We'll have a good time with our family and friends and not have to confine them into one room. We can take them to this huge place where we can play retro games, we can play arcade cabinets, we can go bowling, we can sit and have a meal as well. I mean, Blue Waters, uh, what's the place called in Blue Waters? Uh, Bass Monkey. Monkey on Blue Waters Island. Then there's the other one, uh, Wave House on the Palm. I get the two confused all the time. Then yeah, you've got a, loads of other Atlantis, places. isn't it? Mm, yeah. Then you've got loads of other places that are kind of cropping up. I mean, I just checked out the VR park um, after reading the My Baby blog uh, in uh, Dubai Mall, and I actually saw that they, the place was huge. I didn't. I thought it was just one floor. It's on three, and there are things all over the place. They had bumper cars. They had PS5s and PS4s that you could play on. They had traditional arcade cabinets, VR stuff. It was awesome. It's a, it's a gaming metropolis is what it is, um, and uh, very, very popular. And shouts to, as we know, the, how gaming, how popular gaming is in, the, in this country. Um, more and more of these places are cropping up. But I kind of like places like Bass Monkey and Wave House because it can be like a family experience, right? like you say. So it's not just you've got um, the arcade with the retro video games, retro arcade games, going back to like stuff like Mrs. Pac-Man and things like this, like real classics. You've also got stuff like air hockey, right? Who doesn't love air hockey? You've got the old basketball hoops trying to see how many you can get within a minute and stuff like that. But for the gamers there, there's real um, modern arcade games as well. I mean, also you'll get you'll have your kind of stuff like Mario Kart where you can all play in the same race and things like that. Really good, enjoyable times. Um, family times, Chris. No, but you know, um, I think more and more of those places are cropping up. The reason why more and more are cropping up is because of the popularity of gaming and popularity of fun um, arcade type places. You know? We also have this thing about nostalgia at the moment as well. And it's great to see a lot of these older games sort of resurfaced. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Outrun. And I found, a, I think it's the one in Dubai Bowling Center. They had four of the machines and they even had like a two-seater version so you could sit with other people. Granted, they just have to watch you, but it was good fun. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. You Outrun's got, classic. Absolutely classic. Such a good one. I remember being somewhere recently. I can't remember if it was Bass Monkey or Wave House. It might, one of the two. It might have been Wave House, actually. Um, as Street Fighter 2. The original, original arcade machine. I'm not uh, good at fighting games. I'm more of a racing game. I weren't very good at it. You know, I, I can, Smack the buttons. I, I had it on the, on the snares and I did eventually complete it, but it took way longer than it should have done. Um, but look, that's classic. That's an, an, an example of the kind of proper ultra classic arcade games that you're getting in these places. It's not just kind of superficial stuff. There's some, uh, some, some real good stuff there for hardcore gamers as well, you know? Well, Rich, this has been a really insightful podcast. Uh, actually, no, it's not a podcast anymore because of that. It's a vodcast, of course, isn't it? Yeah, we're a podco- podcast stroke vodcast. Yeah, we're the best of both worlds. Mm. Of course, you can listen and you can watch on all your favorite streaming platforms and social media. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I know you can't do it on all of them, but you can like and share on everything. So make sure you do that. And thanks, Rich, for joining us. This time, please bring clouds. I will. I'll bring clouds and rain next time I come back from the UK. Cheers, guys. See ya. You're listening to the Water Cooler Edit with Chris and Rich.